Good afternoon to you, Wednesday, 2.30. That means PowerMizzou.com coming at you here on our YouTube channel, uh, maybe on a podcast if you're listening to this later. Either way, you are joining us. We appreciate it. Gabe DeArmond here, Drew King with me, uh, basketball writer for Power Mizzou, um, not Gerard Hamilton, who has not been in the, last, in the last few weeks. Um, so it, we'll go back and forth a little bit the next couple of weeks, but for the most part, this is, is going to turn into a mostly basketball show for the next few weeks. Uh, we're going to introduce Drew to the MUKU game and, and all that here coming up soon. If you are joining us, uh, feel free to post comments, questions, and like, look, if you have a football question, throw it up there. We'll, we'll answer it. But again, this is, is mostly going to be a basketball show. Um, before we get into it, uh, look, Missouri does play Kansas this weekend. If you want mm -hmm. to keep up with the team like the Kansas Jayhawks on the basketball court, I got three letters for you. N-I-L. Some places have been doing it for a long time. Some places just have started doing it here in the last couple of years when it's become a little bit more legal. But James Carlton wants to help out with that. James Carlton with State Farm Insurance in Webster Groves, Missouri. First thing he wants to do is save you money on your insurance. You can do that by calling him at 314-961-4800, checking him out on the internet at carltoninsurance.net. Second thing he wants to do is help Missouri out with NIL. If you get a quote from James and mention this show, he is going to donate $20 to the Mizzou NIL Collective on your behalf. Every uh, dollar counts toward a shooting guard or a power forward or whatever it might be. So uh, James wants to make sure that that you guys take advantage of both the insurance deals and the NIL offer from him. So, Drew, we are about 72 hours from um, I, first lesson of working for me. This is not mm -hmm. the border showdown. We do not call it that. OK, it's crap. Good to know. This is the border award. This is what it has always been. Um, so uh, just like. You are a Texas kid. You've mm -hmm. lived in Texas your whole life. You like college basketball, but I'm going to guess you were 13 years old the last time Missouri and Kansas played. I think. What do you know about this thing? I I honestly don't know too much about it. Um, and so I'm going to leave it at that. I really don't yeah. know all that much about it. I think I was probably 13 the last time, 13 or 14. Yeah, I mean, February 25th, 2012. Well, they played last year, but that was, right. uh, that was not the most uh, – not the greatest thing uh, that's ever yeah. happened to Missouri basketball. So, um, yeah, 2012 was the last time they have played. Like, what in your time? Like, what's the college basketball rivalry? You're. It doesn't have to be something you grew up with. You're a college basketball fan. What's the? Mm. What do you view as the rivalry? In the so, um, you know, my my dad is an Ohio State graduate, right? Um, and so their rivalry with Michigan has always been a big deal um, in my family. And I would also say I I've always had a distaste for Florida for that reason, because Florida okay. knocked Ohio State out in the national championship. And so um, those are kind of the two that pop out to my mind. Okay. Okay. So I, it's my role here to educate a little bit okay. as somebody who grew up in this thing. Um, so the Missouri-Kansas rivalry, I've, I've always said, like, it's not basketball. It's not football. It's literally blood. It is civil war crap you know like my my grandmother wrote a uh, master's thesis on people from kansas going on to her uh her relatives farms and telling them to dig their own graves in the jesse james era and things like that so that's what this goes back to and this is uh i i think the sad part of it is i think you have to be 35 years old or older to really mm -hmm. have an appreciation for this rivalry definitely because it's gone away 
Um, and it, it, it hasn't been around for a while. They're not in the same league. And like Saturday's not quite going to be the same, right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's, I'm trying to think it, it's like, uh, Kentucky, Indiana, like that's a good rivalry, but it's not a conference game. It ultimately doesn't truly matter. So, um, but, but I just, uh, I'm looking forward to what this atmosphere is going to be like and curious kind of, you know, if, if what you're expecting on, on Saturday, as far as just the arena and what it'll, what it'll be like at a game that, it's going to be a little bit bigger deal than the first few you've covered, I think. Yeah, um, you know, I, that's something that um, George Young on the radio asked me last week. Uh, is uh, I'm curious to see um, how um, invested the current players are in this rivalry, considering they really haven't had an attachment to it. I mean, um, the three returners from last year obviously played at Kansas, Um but with all the new faces, you know, how much actual hatred is there going to be from that side of things? Um, and then I'm also really curious to see how creative um, the Antlers are going to get um, with Grady Dick's name. It, uh, that's legitimately <laughs> the main reason I want to go to this game is to see those um, So that's something I'm, I'm a little bit looking forward to. But, you know, this is going to be the first sellout of the season for them. And so it's going to be a, a pretty, like you said, different atmosphere from the first couple of games they played at Mizzou arena. I, and I do think all things considered, like the crowds and the atmospheres have been pretty solid um, for the most part. I mean, not sellouts obviously, but considering the competition, considering what Missouri fans have been through the last few years, I, I think it was a great move by Desiree Reed Francois to make students show up at these first eight games to, to be allowed to come to the KU game. Um, it, it is, I I've said for a few years, Missouri built this building about 5,000 seats too big. Like if it was reduced by 50% or by 33% capacity, it's probably the right size but this is the one game they can fill it up for and 15,000 people can get pretty loud. Uh, so, so I think it'll be fun, but like the actual basketball, um, I don't know, KU's eight and one in number six, but yeah, I don't know if I've, I, and you've watched a little more of KU than I have. I've, I've seen a little bit of them, not a ton, but the impression I get just kind of reading about this team and things like that is, like I don't know that anybody thinks right now this is a dominant Kansas team. Um, yeah, it's definitely not the same caliber as you know the team that won the national championship last year. I think that they're maybe um, a step behind that team, um, but you know, obviously, it's still Kansas. It's still a good team. They've already beaten Duke this year, mm-hmm. um, so I think it, they're definitely worth you know, putting up high in the rankings like they are right now. I don't think that it's going to be, you know, 102 to 65 like it was last year. But, um, I I mean, they're still going to give Mizzou a run for their money for sure. Yeah. Well, we were talking beforehand, and and I think this is true of most games Missouri is going to play. Now, look, there are some teams that are are certainly going to be able to run with Missouri. I think Kansas – can run with Missouri if they want to, but I think Missouri has to run to win games. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't think there's any way that this team settles into a half court game and beats a team like this 70 to 67. Yeah. Um, looking at 
some of the stats for Kansas, they they don't have a whole lot of weaknesses, right? And one, you know, small thing that stood out was that Dewan Harris, as much as he um, is as good of a passer as he is, right, and, and it has been racking up assists this year, that also comes with, you know, a lot of turnovers. And so I think one of the things that Mizzou would really have to key on key in on in this game is to pressure the heck out of Dewan Harris, make him pick up the ball and find somebody else. Um, and Mizzou's been really successful with that against um, the first nine opponents that they've seen so far this year. Um, but obviously, you know, Kansas is going to be the best of those opponents. Yeah, and, and Harris is the one kid that we know is playing on Saturday because let's be honest, at this point, game to game, we're not sure on Isaiah Mosley. Yeah. Um, but he's the one guy we know is going to play Saturday who does understand this rivalry because he's a Columbia kid. And he was actually, he was, I thought, the key to Kansas winning last year. I mean, in the, in the way they did, he mm-hmm. had by far his best game of the year at, up to that point against Missouri. He's not normally a big scorer like if i'm missouri i go into this game i don't know man if dewan harris is gonna score 20 then fine tip your hat and they're gonna beat us right Uh, uh, but what you can't do is is constantly let him in the lane and be helping off of guys like grady dick to to go try to stop harris if that's happening missouri's in big trouble yeah definitely and you you know it's interesting because this kansas team is not like your traditional jayhawks you know there's no traditional big that they're throwing out there's no david mccormack or joel Embiid, thomas robinson you know they don't have that big five in the middle this year they're running a lot of five out and it's dewan harris and then like four wings who are all six foot seven and um you know so so was that good or bad for missouri do we think because um, that's what Missouri is too. Right. Um, I think it's good in the sense that there won't be, you know, a, a super concerning size mismatch anywhere on the court. I think the main thing for Missouri is, you know, Mizzou likes to switch across just about every screen, and that's led to some confusions on the defensive rotations this year. You can't really afford to get confused against Kansas because Grady Dick is going to light you up from three. Jalen Wilson has been shooting really well. Kevin McCuller has been shooting pretty good as well. So um, DeWan Harris, you know, he, he doesn't take a ton of threes, but he's shot a decent percentage, and so you can't leave him open. So that's going to be the main concern defensively for Missouri coming in. Well, and and it's interesting because, like, look, this Missouri team's nine and zero, and they're getting a couple top twenty-five votes, and they've done everything you could ask them to do. But we're talking about three-point shooting, and my impression through nine games is they don't shoot it as well as I thought they were going to shoot it, and they let other teams shoot it a lot better than I thought they should let them shoot it, and yet they're still winning. So, but if that continues, we're getting into the part of the schedule where it's going to show up and hurt them. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, you know, I, I know we talk about this a lot, but the rebounding side of things um, is also going to be interesting to me because Kansas isn't all that good of a rebounding team right. either. Um, and with, you know, both teams kind of being similar sized, it's going to just come down to who really wants to get to these boards. And actually, Gabe, I was I was talking about this in the um, in my Q&A on the message board on Monday's chat. Got a plug the message board, but, um, (laughs) but, you know, somebody asked me about the rebounding and I remembered, um, 
a Sunbelt tournament from two years ago. Texas State was playing Troy. I covered the Texas State men's basketball team, but I also covered the women's team. And so they were going up against Troy, and Troy was the number one rebounding team in the country. And so Texas State ends up losing the game, and um, we got to talk to Troy's head coach, and somebody asked her about her team's shot selection because they play at a really fast pace. They get a lot of shots up. And she said, you know, a lot of teams try to hunt out the very best shot at, through every possession, right? We don't necessarily have to do that. We can just take the first good look that we have and go get the rebound. And that's yeah. all we have to do, right? Mizzou can't afford to do that. Right. Mizzou has to, you know, really be smart about when, how soon they're pulling up in the shot clock, making sure that it's actually a good look. Um, because if not, they're probably not going to get that many second chances. Right. And and I'm going to be honest, I don't mean to be overly critical of a team that's 9-0 and and by all measures is overachieving, but there's a lot of times I've watched this team this year and thought, I don't even think they care if it's a good shot. They just want to take a shot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Definitely. So, it, it, like, look, it is going to take, I think, a level of basketball we haven't seen out of this team to, to win on Saturday, which kind of leads into – and. Uh, Steph brings up a good point. Aiden Shaw probably knows about this rivalry. He grew up in on the Kansas side of Kansas City. I'm sure he's very familiar. Um, his, his parents, uh, I believe, are, are Missouri grads. So that's a good point. That's another guy who's who's going to understand this. But yeah. uh, so going beyond the Kansas game, we talked about those next five. You know, is is UCF after this is UCF, Illinois, Kentucky, Arkansas. W- what's good in this stretch? Five games before the end of the mm. year. What do you say, okay, this is successful, and we can maybe talk NCAA tournament? Yeah, um, I think a win over UCF is going to be pretty important for them. I think you you probably want to take that game, especially considering it's a semi-away game. It's, it's technically neutral, right. but it's, it's more of a semi-away game. But, you know, UCF, they're a solid team. They're kind of in the Wichita State range of – programs in the country. Um, but looking at Kansas, Kentucky, Arkansas, Illinois, if you can pull out, you know, one win from yeah. those teams, I think that's a success because it at least shows that you can compete with that caliber of team. Um, I, I don't think that losing to all four is going to be like the end of the world it's for Mizzou. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, because those are four, you know, probably top 15 teams in the country, yeah. I think. Um, and so, especially after last night, I mean, Illinois was 17, but just beat Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if they lose to all four of those teams, that just means Mizzou isn't a top 15 team in the country. It doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that they're not a top 64 team in the country. Right. I, yeah. I'm with you. I think two and three over these next five tells me. Hey, we can talk about the tournament. It might not mm-hmm. be the expectation, but but we can talk about it at least. Um, if they manage to win more than two of them, I will start talking about the tournament being the expectation for yeah. this team because they're a whole lot better than I have thought they are at any point. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, that's <laughs> that would be a pretty good start to your year to be twelve and two with you know two wins over Kansas, Illinois, Kentucky, or Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, no question, no <laughs> question. Um, so I want to get to a couple of the questions, and again, if you guys have questions or comments, throw them up in the queue. We'll we'll get to them here in the next few minutes. Uh, Josh Randall wants to know if we've heard anything since on Chris Parker since the canceled visit. I'll be honest, 
I've heard almost nothing on Chris Parker ever until somebody randomly tweets it. I mean, like we've tried to get in touch with him, have never had any luck. I don't know what to make of this. There was a time I thought he was basically committed to Missouri. Then there was a time I thought they weren't recruiting him anymore. I don't have a clue what's going on. Yeah, I I don't really know either. Um, it, it was interesting, though, because, um, you know, the, the injury obviously put a wrench into his plans. But, you know, he was set to come here and he was set to commit really soon after. So I thought right. and that then was... he wasn't going to commit before he didn't take the visit. Yeah. Like now neither of those things are happening. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty confusing uh, recruiting process for him. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. The other guy who was supposed to be here last weekend is Honor Boating, a uh, kid out of Arkansas. I sent him a text last night. I, I don't know if he was here either, to be honest. I don't know if you happened to see anybody or, or have any idea if he was in town on Saturday, but I'm not sure if he made it either. I, I'm not sure either. Yeah. Um, Kyle's wanting to know if we have any idea on the pregame stuff Mizzou has planned. Um, I assume there will be plenty of former players on hand. I would assume a decent number of former players will be there. I would assume there's some special thing on the, on the video board. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I would expect them to do a good job getting the crowd fully lathered on Saturday afternoon, about four ten. I would. I would imagine so. Yeah. Uh, I, I bet yeah. Norm's Norm's going to be there too. I'm sure. Oh sure. Um, they had a video of him earlier this week that will get you hyped up for the game. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll we'll have a bunch of pregame stuff too. So be on the lookout. Right. We will, we will have plenty of pregame coverage. It will probably not be like a video board <laughs> would be my guess. Um, we will not have Kobe Brown screaming into a camera or anything. Right. Uh, I can and, scream into the camera if you need me to, though. Okay. okay. We, we might do that at the end of the show. We'll see how it goes. Um, but like, so I sent, uh, I, I sent Drew a, a couple things, including a story I've got running tomorrow that, uh, kind of learned some things. And, and part of that was a reference to uh, the outlaw Josie Wales. And I will say this, I have been few places that get any louder than Allen Fieldhouse when they play the clip of uh, the outlaw Josie Wales with, with uh, the, the woman saying everything from Missouri has a taint to it. Um, <laughs> there are, there are a few places that get any more hyped up than Allen Fieldhouse when they say that, um, they also play the, the clip of grandpa Simpson saying, uh, something about there only being 49 States because, uh, he will recognize Missouri when he's cold in the ground, you know? So, mm. uh, I, I would expect, you know, maybe a wizard of Oz clip makes its way to the, uh, to the video board about not being in Kansas anymore. Some things like that on Saturday, but. Um, the, the most encouraging thing for me, the, the first game of the year, I saw the antlers down on uh, at courtside and that is a change. And I was talking to Desiree Reed Francois and I said, wow, I'm impressed. This does not happened lately. And she is all in on the antlers. Um, they have been informed. No hate speech. Let's, let's avoid the racism, the, the homophobia, things like that. But other than that, <laughs> have at it. Yeah. So I, like, here you go, guys. Seventy-two hours to come up with your best shots. Yeah, um, the, the Antlers have been really good this year. By the way, I think um, yeah. they've done a really good job. You know, doing their their responsibility as students supporting the team. Yeah. I, I I fully expect an FBI chant at some point. Um, you know, probably uh, plenty of references to whether or not Bill Self's hairdo is natural. 
<laughs> um, you know, and, and again, the Grady Dick signs are going to be worth the price of admission. I mean, Definitely. you know, God bless the kid. Hell of a player. Um, I, he, I'm sure he's dealt with things like that in plenty of arenas in his life. Poor Grady. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kyle wants to know if this will be the best basketball game environment since the Iowa State opener in 2017. So that was the game where uh, Michael Porter Jr. made his debut. Oh, right. And it was the pregame intros were wild. The first like two minutes and 10 seconds were wild when he scored a layup. And then like 15 minutes later, all of a sudden, everybody kind of realized, hey, you know, where's Michael Porter Jr.? Like he hasn't played in a while. And then we never saw him again. And it, it hasn't been like that since. Um, I think this will be at least as good as that. Maybe better than anything that's been in that building since 2012. I, I believe it. Yeah. I, I don't know. that I, I don't really have a, a reference to compare, but I'm, I'm expecting this one to be a, a pretty wild uh, yeah. crowd. Yeah, it, it it should be it should be pretty fun. I'll be interested to see how many KU fans are there because some will be. Um, certainly, uh, they travel well, but this is a hot ticket. I would not think many Missouri fans would have sold their tickets for this. Uh, Kyle wants to know if there are any big time visitors. Kyle, we have a feature called the Chamber, which will go up Friday morning. We uh, spend the week compiling that, and we will do our best to get that to you. We do anticipate there being some visits. Uh, in both sports, certainly, I, I think there will be some transfers and some visitors in town in football. Um, I would assume they will have some basketball kids there, but I'll be honest. I think the staff's main focus has been winning this game. Uh, so, uh, Drew, I want to give you a chance real quick. Uh, you wrote a, a really good story on Demoy Hodge this morning. So guys, if you haven't read that, go to the front page, it's on the front page, read it. But, uh, Drew, just kind of, uh, anything you want to say about that and just kind of Demoy's, you know, uh, he's on like school number 37 in the last five years yeah. or something like that. Yeah, well, and mainly what stood out to me was, you know, he's leading the team in points and steals this season for an undefeated team. Um, and he, you know, had a really rough start to his career where he's going, you know, playing away from home, first of all, he's originally from the British Virgin Islands, um, starts playing basketball in Georgia, um, doesn't get a lot of interest out of high school. He's got like a handful of junior college offers and then um, has to go back home and consider things. And while he's home, Hurricane Irma strikes the British Virgin Islands and he doesn't really have a way back until after um, your classes are already starting. And so, um, his year after high school, he goes and plays at a prep school. The prep school gets shut down like three or four weeks later. Um, and then he goes and is ineligible to play, but he goes to New Mexico Junior College and they fire their coach and let go of all the players. And so um, he's just got he's got nowhere to go. They, they, they just went full coach prime mode there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> No, but so that like his whole first year out of high school, he doesn't really get to play anywhere. And he had he somehow turned that year into being the best player at a high major school uh, on an undefeated team. And so I thought that that journey was really interesting. And so that's what the story is about, how he ended up meeting Dennis Gates and, and coming to Mizzou. Is he their best player? Maybe not their best. He's, I mean, he's 
He's played the best. He's played the best. That's what I should have said. Um, I, I think. No, I, I, but I mean, I legitimately think he probably, he, if he's played the best, he's their best player. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, they're, but I, I think what's led this team at least to be here is that on any given night, I've got a hard time saying who I know, if I know who their best player is. Yeah, that's that's something that Dennis Gates has brought up too. Is that you know when you're doing a scouting report on them, you really don't know who the leading scorer is going to be night to night. It could be Kobe or Noah Carter or Des Moy. Um, to your point, though, I, I think Des Moy, what he's done really well is just fill his role to the, like the maximum potential, um, and he's been their most consistent player. Certainly. Um, but, you know, his role is is pretty much, um, you know, catch and shoot threes, get us a bunch of steals and then go finish in the fast break. And he's really, really good at doing those three things. Yeah. I, th um, I think Kobe is their best player when he plays well, mm -hmm. but he just has too many times when he doesn't play well or doesn't play at all because he's got two fouls. Yeah, that's that's the main thing with Kobe so far is is that he's gotten into foul trouble a lot, and he didn't again in this in this past game against um, uh, Simo, right? And uh, man, he looked really really good against Simo in that game. Was just yeah. um, you know he he can sure. get he gets sure. really physical, and I think that that's something that Mizzou really needs with this team. And so he's just got to manage the physicality so that he doesn't get whistled for two quick fouls in the first half. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm looking forward to Saturday for many reasons, but one of them is just, I want to know more about this team. Cause I, I still am like, I don't think this is going to happen, but in the back of my mind, if KU plays well and Missouri is a little bit off. Like this could be a 25 point game in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like I, I'm not sure I've ever seen a team that's nine and O oh that I feel like I don't, really know how good it is jeff goodman would agree with you by the way oh is that right yeah <laughs> okay. is he making a snarky twitter comment oh, all the time all the time when is he well, not right. anymore than normal is what i'm curious about. no but you know like dickie v said had a tweet where he was like missouri and, and southern miss are two really undefeated uh, underrated teams and and jeff goodman replied you know check missouri's schedule and right. I mean, and, yeah Missouri, the equivalent of what 34th in the country. I don't think that's underrated. I think that's perfectly fair, right? Yeah. Now. No, and and I think they received two votes in the AP poll again, which is fine. That's probably all that they didn't deserve right. so far. It, I mean, they'll get more. They go out and win on Saturday. They'll get more than that. Yeah. You know, and and the other thing I'm I'm looking forward to is, and I'll be interested. Like, we're gonna get to talk to the coaches and the players tomorrow, or at least a couple of the players. And I know they're all going to say they know what to expect on Saturday. And, hey, we've been in big-time atmospheres and all that. I'm not sure, honestly, that they do. Um, even the guys that have been on this team. Like, Kobe Brown's never going to have played in front of a crowd at Mizzou Arena that's like this one's going to be. Um, and he's been here, you know, four years now. Um, you know, I know, I, like, I don't think it'll affect a coach. But, like, Frank Haith told me for the story I've got going tomorrow, like, hey, I'd, I'd, I'd coached in Texas, Oklahoma, and I'd coached in Florida State, Miami. But they told me that I wasn't ready for it, and they were right. You know, just, just what the atmosphere was going to be like. So 
And I think that can go two ways. I mean, it can be a huge advantage and it can also be this thing where you come out just so sky high that like you just, you're playing out of control. Yeah. You know, I was at the the Wichita state game and, you know, that crowd was, was really good. I, I like the arena. It's, it's very intimate, yeah. but you know, I think it was a crowd of 7,500 people. Um, and there were, there were a couple empty seats up in the nosebleeds, but that was about it. You know, it's a, it a pretty packed arena. We're talking about the crowd being twice the size of that. Right. And so, I, I mean, there were times in that Wichita state game, especially when, Wichita State made that run early in the second half where, you know, I can't hear myself think anymore. That's how loud it's getting. It's going to be potentially twice as loud in this Kansas game. And, and so I'm not even really sure what to expect. With right. This one. I mean, this is the arena that when Christian Moody missed two free throws with with the tenth of a second left, Fran Fraschilla said on the broadcast he'd never heard a louder arena. Um, I I'm pretty sure that. Friday is stop day. Um, these students, like, look, it's been a minute since I've been in college, but if there's one thing I know, stop day till right before the finals start, time to get a little rowdy in Columbia. So um, I expect it to be unbelievable. We do have a comment from, I, I guess, a, a current student. No, the hype around the students is crazy for this game. Going to be rocking like you haven't seen in 10 years. Like, look, I... It, Drew, this is uh, – I've, I've written this on our message board. but And, like, you've been doing this, what, four or five years, so not, mm -hmm. you know, maybe 20 like I have. But, like, it, eventually you hit a point where kind of games all become the same. And, like, look, the games are work, and it might be at a different location or in a different stadium or slightly different stakes, but 95% of them are about the same. And then you get one every couple years that you show up and you go, oh, this doesn't really seem like I would do this with my free time. Mm -hmm. This isn't work. This is a privilege to get to be here yeah. and write about this. That's going to be Saturday. And I'm I, like, I can't wait to see what this arena is like. It's going to be it's going to be insane. Yeah, I'll be I'm disappointed if it's not. <laughs> Let's say that. Definitely. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, too. I'm, I'm trying to think if I've covered a game like this i covered texas yukon when the, the women's teams when back yeah. when i was in college and, and that was about as that was definitely their biggest crowd of the season for sure um and i think texas ended up losing by four points and it was a, a crazy game um so that's probably the closest thing i have to compare to it so far but um i'm expecting you know something a little bit bigger with this one yeah yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be a lot of fun. It's four fifteen on Saturday. Drew and I will be there. Um, we'll probably be in the arena a good hour and a half before tip. Uh, feel like we're probably going to have to be. Um, and, and then uh, we are actually going. We're going to do a post game show. Um, so after the game, we will do post game interviews. That generally takes you know thirty forty minutes, something like that. Then we will go find. We'll we'll go set up in a suite or something at Mizzou Arena, and and we'll do a post game show uh, Saturday afternoon after the game. I'm guessing it'll be you know around seven o'clock. Yeah, uh, we'll hit you guys up, and then and then we'll do uh, post game content after that. Um, I've got a story again going tomorrow morning, looking back at, at the last time Kansas was here. Talk to uh, Mike Dixon. Talk to Phil Pressy. Talk to Frank Haith. Talk to Tyshawn Taylor, who had some 
they like I really enjoyed you guys would get pissed off at me for this. I really enjoyed talking to Tyshawn and he had some good things to say. So uh so look forward to that. Um Drew's gonna be at, at Media Day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I am health willing going to be at Media Day tomorrow. We will see how that goes at this point. I'm uh I'm on day to day um right now. So so hopefully I will make it out there, but I promise I will make it out on Saturday afternoon. So appreciate all you guys joining us live. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, we also appreciate that. Leave a nice comment, five-star review, do all those things, hit the correct buttons on YouTube, all that. But more importantly than that, we want you to get in touch with James Carlton over in Webster Groves, Missouri. If you live in Missouri or Illinois, he can be your insurance agent. Drew, I think maybe that that you and James have spoken. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, I, I had to switch agents when I made the move from Texas to Missouri. And so um, I, I called James Carlton's office. I talked to real people, which was really nice. And um, yeah, they, they made it really smooth and easy process and um, got me taken care of squared away. So there you go. That's what we do here, folks. First-hand testimonials. Like in all seriousness, <laughs> we don't... I don't like to have advertisers that we aren't like comfortable telling you guys to use. Um, so we're happy to have James. I've talked to him. Drew's talked to him and, and has his insurance with him. So we would certainly encourage you guys to get in touch with James for your insurance needs. And also the added bonus. Again, he is a huge Mizzou fan. He's a supporter of this site. He wants all the same things you guys want. He wants to have guys on the floor that he thinks can beat Kansas in basketball. The way you do that these days is you pay those guys. That sounds really weird to say, but it's true. So uh, if you uh, get in touch with James and you mention the show, he is going to donate $20 to Mizzou's NIL Collective in your name or on your behalf, not in your name, but on your behalf. Um, and every little bit helps. So uh, if your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. Uh, plenty of stuff coming up the rest of the week. Don't mean to fast forward to Saturday, but I'll be honest. I kind of want to fast forward to Saturday, man. It's uh, yeah, the border war is about back. So I actually I got one story for you, Gabe. So yeah. um, I've actually seen one of Kansas players in person before. Um, his name okay. is KJ Adams, and he's kind of their okay. He's he's kind of their de facto center for this year, right? Okay. They, they don't have a true center, so they're playing him at center. He's six seven, um, and just ridiculously athletic, right? Um, and that, that's kind of why they're they're playing him, and he's strong for his size. Um, he played at Austin Westlake, which um, was in the same athletic district as San Marcos High School, which is where I was living these past four years. And so um, I went to cover the game, and the first play um, of the game, Westlake runs Adams off of a screen and gets him an alley-oop. And I think it's the closest I've seen to like something comparable to Zion Williamson. Like I thought he would have going to rip the entire backboard off of the hinges. Um, So that's something (laughs) that I think that Mizzou fans should be aware of is is that KJ Adams, you know, he's played pretty well so far this season. Um, Be on the lookout for him. Yeah. There, I I mean, there's going to be a lot of athleticism. I think this is going to be an up and down game. I think it'll be fun to watch. I don't have a clue what to expect. I'm glad we don't make predictions in basketball, or at least I don't because I don't have a clue. Yeah, it's tough. All right, so guys, appreciate it once again. uh, Hit up James Carlton. uh, Join us Saturday night after the Border War for a post-game show. Stay tuned to the message boards. We're with you all week, and we'll talk to you next time.